I am very happy to announce that Pretty Good Vibrations now has a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Pretty Good Vibrations. I'm going to be doing as many episodes as possible in both an audio and video format uh, for the time being indefinitely. I do a lot of screen sharing. I am making some graphics for the tournament layouts. And of course, you get to see uh, my my mug and my guest's mug reacting to music. There's a whole lot of air drumming that goes on. So if you would like to try the video experience, there's a link in the show notes or youtube.com slash at pretty good vibrations. And you could get it that way if you'd like, or if you want to share it with friends that, you know, don't really listen to podcasts, but do like to have YouTube stuff on, even if it's kind of in the background. So excited. And uh, thanks as thanks as always for all your support, everybody appreciate it. This is the left side. This is the right side. Welcome back to Pretty Good Vibrations, although tonight we are giving the show a new temporary title. This is Sugar We're Throwing Down, yes. 2007 edition. That's David Stewart. I'm going to introduce David in a second. Basically, this is a new episode type that David came up with. David, good idea. Hey, thanks. And we're going to have some fun with it, where a guest comes on with a favorite album of theirs from a particular genre and a particular year. In this case, it is emo slash punk, and the year is 2007. That album gets a chance to go up against the heavyweight champion of that <laughs> of that year, yeah. which we determined through a quick eight-album mini-bracket tournament ahead of time. And on these episodes, we're going to try where I pick the winners, and my guest gets a single veto. Wow. So I will be choosing my own Goliath to go up against David's David with his True. sling and his little fucking rocks. And we'll see how yeah, he does. I have does. a lot of pebbles. Okay, Dan. Now, my guest, as you, as you heard, his name is David as well. David Stewart, veteran of the, the post-punk episodes. Welcome back. Great to be back with you here, Dan, for this new format. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to just feel the power of a veto. Finally, someone other than you. Coursing through, yeah. coursing through your veins, yep. the pure power. I can feel my heart quicken. David, where were you in 2000? Well, first, let's say, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know which, where, when I want you to introduce the album. I guess people could have right? read the description, no, but this is fun. tell us, tell us about the album. Which, what's the album that you brought to the table today? Okay. Today's David is the album Direction by a little pop punk emo band out of the greater Philadelphia area, The Starting Line. This is an album that I really like by a band that I maybe even love. My favorite songs of theirs, maybe more of them are on the previous or the first full length, say it like you mean it. But I like a lot of Starting Line songs from every record. And I am theoretically open to this argument. <laughs> okay. I'm also, Dan, I mean, we haven't gotten to the auto elite eight and who we're going up against. Right. But I will say, having worked on putting that together, I kind of am intentionally coming into this, almost wanting to see if I'm actually feeling the way I think I feel about and how a direction and how much I love it. Because seven out of the eight albums in the elite eight. Yeah. I had on CD back in 2007. Yeah. I saw those bands at that time. Like, actually, I saw all eight bands at that time. And wow. so I like really am ready to see if my inner world is. Is, is accurate. your intuition going to be backed up by <sighs> the careful, the empirical pressure test. pressure test 
the rigorous evidence-based practice that we are going to engage in tonight. So that's a good bridge into my only question for you before we kind of get into the, the meat of it. Where and what were you doing in 2007? <laughs> I was doing no one because I was born and raised in the church and I'm a little good boy, okay? Uh, I didn't say who you were doing. Oh, true. Who were you? Where were you? Yes. And what were you doing? I was in a town called Malvern, Pennsylvania, um, about 45 minutes northwest of Philadelphia and about an hour away from where the starting line is from in Churchville, PA. I was 17. I was in my senior year in high school when this came out and, you know... I think there's a lot we'll get into around this record for me that is so connected to such a pivotal year in my life and in anyone's life at that point where for me, I knew I was coming out to Seattle for college and I was just kind of feeling the feels. I had a really lovely friend group at that time. I was dating someone like there was just check all the like stereotypical senior year high school stuff. Yeah. This album was like that soundtrack for me. That's fun. Uh, for me, 2007, I was a recovering evangelical, so even though I was in a touring rock band, I also was not doing anybody. There we go. <laughs> I also was uh, dating dating my wife, uh, then girlfriend, now wife, and and so I wouldn't have been doing anybody else anyway. But uh, <laughs> 07 was a crazy year for me. That was the busiest year of my life to that date, probably to date now. I would say maybe grad school has edged that out, but we were on tour that entire year. We did 75 shows with Reliant K and May. We did 40 or so with Motion City Soundtrack. And then in the fall, we did 60 shows with the Academy Is, Cobra Starship, and Armor for Sleep. We were on tour the entire fucking year. Wow. Uh, our second and most successful record, A Different Light, was released earlier, early in that year, right before the Reliant K tour. That's the year that we felt like we kind of made it. Yeah. Not obviously not as big as the bands that we were opening up for, but it felt like it was really happening. And I made the most money of my entire Sherwood career in 2007, a whopping $25,000. Whoa. Which included a publishing advance for the band, a separate publishing advance for myself, album sales, and tour proceeds. And that added up to about $25,000. Holy smokes. <laughs> we had no expenses, but like we never made any money really. Uh, I turned 24 in 2007. Okay. I was listening to a lot of punk and emo, like, like yeah. starting line, but I was also listening to a lot of indie. That's kind of when mm. my indie rock um, love really kind of came to fruition. That's the year that Panda Bear's uh, Person Pitch came out, mm. LCD Sound Systems, uh, Sound of Silver, Tegan and Sarah, Spoon, Iron Wine, that kind of thing. So that's kind of a little picture of where I was at. Yeah. And Damn. I did like this record when it came out. I was into it. Fun fact for the listener, a year before this year is when you and I met. In 2006. Yes. On the Vans Warped Tour. <laughs> That's right. And I think <laughs> I remember ads, like posters, promotional posters for this record, maybe ahead of time. I could, that, I could be misremembering, but I, I seem to remember seeing starting line ads. It might have been, I might be mixing it up with something, but because yeah. it didn't come out till the next year. Yeah. We did meet, although we didn't meet meet. I met you, Dan. You, <laughs> That's you a, met me. And that could later, be a story for another podcast, yeah. but that is technically yeah. when we met. Yeah. And then later we, uh, we we had a band together, Pacific Gold, which was really fun. That's right. So, okay. 
let's talk about the eight albums. So we we did a lot of texting back and forth. You did a lot of you dug into some research. I nerded out. Why don't you tell us how you figured out what the eight albums would be that would comprise the tournament half of the episode? Yeah, so I think it was a combination of heart and science here. We, uh, <laughs> we, I mean, we had a list of maybe like 15 that were under consideration. Yeah. And again, it was kind of like a loose catch of like, what albums did we spend time with in 2007 that were generally somewhere between Basically pop, punk, in this world, emo, yeah. and... Might have been on Warp Tour, that kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, pretty quickly through some Google searches and then some like deep diving in Spotify, we started to stack rank them by stream count and felt like, yeah, that's probably the right way to go. There were a couple yeah. at the bottom of the list that we were kind of playing around with a little Let's bit. Let's talk about a few that, that didn't make There's There's one that's whose stream count ought to have made it, which is Mayday Parades, A Lesson in Romantics. I never got into them. I don't know their music. And I was like, I mean, technically probably, but let's just leave them off. It's not as fun, Dan. It's not as fun. I sp I've probably spent, I don't know, 30 minutes of my life listening to that band. So, yeah. So the ones that we did choose, the eight that we chose are the eight with the, with the highest Spotify total listen counts. I can't believe you typed in all these numbers, by the way, this is real diligent work. Back in my old job, I used to be able to like pull in music connect, which was awesome because it bet. was all streaming platforms. So you uh, actually got a true revision of like popularity, yeah, whereas each streaming platform kind of has a little bit of a bias to it, but Spotify yeah. generally is kind of the most common man. Yeah. So maybe let's talk about, so starting line has, let's do a little data here. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have 17 million total streams for the record as a whole for, right. for direction. Sherwood, a measly four and a half, <laughs> which honestly about a quarter. Guys, he's of, rounding up right now. It's uh, uh four, it's 4 million, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like that, like, honestly, that feels pretty good. Approximately a quarter of, the starting line's big major label record. That yeah, makes me feel that. great. I feel love good about that. that. Uh, By the way, about this the, year, the other, 2007, yeah. I can distinctly remember my good friend Dylan down the street. She had the poster for a different light in on her wall. Look at that. Yeah. You love to see it. So anyways. Don't see it anymore. Nope. But you do but love to I see it when you see that it. That little sunshine thing, mm -hmm. I can still see it in my eyes. Um, yeah. Anyways. just we, It was a children's illustrator that we hired. He did children's books. Oh. And it's really beautiful work. Uh, so Should we start at the top or well, it's just the other ones that didn't make the cut that got close. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocket summer. Do you feel oh, so good? Just a little bit under starting lines count. Just a bit outside. Um, cartels cartel. <sighs> I bet you if it was cartel what's chroma, the, chroma. Yeah, we, we would have got that one in. Yeah. But this the self-titled is not not as well known. Yeah, they did. You remember like really random fact. They recorded and wrote like that whole album in the bubble in the bubble. The, the Dr. On MTV. Pepper bubble. Yeah. Bonkers. It I was remember supposed watching to be that. a big deal. I mean, yeah. I remember when they got that because uh, some of my good friends, Lindsay Stranigan, who's been on this podcast a couple times, uh, she worked at Militia Group okay. um, around that time. And, and I don't know if they might have left it to do that deal, but it was like, oh my gosh, they're going to be reality television stars, not just pop punk yeah. sort of, you know, me medium to large yeah. band. That lead singer and the drummer, I feel like all these emo girls were like, I have a crush. <laughs> Look at your you know, hair. Will, Will's a good looking guy. Yeah. 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 
Uh, I, I like I like Cartel quite a bit. I, I would have been happy to have them in here, but they didn't make it. So let's go in let's go in reverse order. So starting line actually does have the least number of streams of the nine albums. Yes, and shout out to my wife. She was like, "Look, you got to make sure that's the, that's going to be a strong punch if you've got them at if the bottom wins, of the list." I love that. I make lo- that's sure good they narrative. are true. Megan, exactly. Thank you. I know she is an English lit major, so it makes okay. sense. So she's like, "Set up. What does the character want? But what Ex- does the character need? Exactly. Right? Okay. Yeah. So thanks, Meg. Okay. Um, yes, but they're the bottom of the barrel in terms of those that we're looking at today. Yeah, Spotify counts. So number eight, number eight. The almost Southern weather. So this is uh, dude from Under Oath. Dude from Under Oath. He just um, turned forty, by the way. Aaron Gillespie. Oh, we're the same age. Okay, yeah. I'm about to turn forty. Um, I never got into this record, but I know people really like it. Uh, I'm a huge Under Oath fan, so that'll be kind of fun to hear that. Uh, number seven, Motion City soundtrack. Even mm. if it kills me, mm. this is the record they were promoting when we did that tour with them. Um, sadly for us, it was what they call an underplay tour. Hey, hey, hey. got to do it because it David makes sense for a podcast. David came in with the with the Motion City soundtrack. Even if it kills me, LP. <laughs> I think there's one in, in my stack over there too. Uh, and I I love this record. There, it, it's going to have a probably a good ride. Yeah. And it was it was fun to kind of be around as they were they were pushing that. Um, and so I I just have all kinds of associations with that particular record. Next up, number six. Reliant K, five score and seven years ago. Is that yep. right? This yeah. is the one after Mm-hmm, and this is also the one they were promoting on our big tour with them that year. So another kind of very personal to my experience. Number five, Jimmy Eat World, Chase This Light. This is, you know, we we might say a, a lesser known or a lesser Jimmy Eat World album. It does, however, have three or four banging songs. Yes, it does. So it's got a fighting chance here in the tournament. We're looking at that one's like f- almost sixty million streams to date. So you Whoa. just think about the delta between that's double double the almost and way yeah. beyond that on uh, comparison to the starting line. But so we're starting to get like I feel like once you know we're looking at like the spreadsheet here like a bunch of nerds but once you get to the like yeah, the top David four the spreadsheet. yeah I'm the, I'm the nerd here <laughs> once you get to the top four no so actually Jimmy World's 41 yeah million. it's like a breaker and then next up is my favorite band in 2007 my favorite band from I'd say 2003 till 2010 probably okay and Berlin and their album Cities. Where does Cities rank for you in the Anne Berlin discography? Number two after Number Never two. Take Friendship. Yeah, personal. Never Take Friendship is incredible. Yeah, uh, that's a formidable one here. And then this one big for me. I'm I've been <sighs> trying to figure out for years how to get the Tiger from this album put on me as a tattoo. This is Against Me's New Wave, and uh, I'm actually surprised that it has that high of a a um, me too stream count. But apparently, this was a big record. I think it, it was. They were kind of heralded as the new saviors of rock and roll by like, Mm -hmm. you got Spin Magazine's number one album of the year, and it didn't really happen sales wise. Yeah. And the singles didn't really happen on radio. Obviously, still a a big cult band, and still they do really great tickets and are putting out great music. Love this record so much. Same. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I actually, I remember like early days, band days, we bonded over this one and being like finding another against me fan who was like, my favorite records of them are Butch Vig records. Like, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're the best. They're the Production best. is perfect. Songwriting. Like there's more yeah. hooks in there. I know everybody who I loves against New me Wave is like is reinventing the... Axl Rose, but no, I barely I mean, listen to that record. I think New Wave is, is kind of the, the perfect blend of it all. So that'll be yeah. fun to see how far it goes. What's number two? Fallout Boy, Infinity on High. Fallout Boy. Yep. Yep. I like this record. I like the record before it. 
uh, it's going to be fun to see which tracks kind of end up there. Again, we're going to go by Spotify play count, like per usual. And then number one is Paramore's Riot. Not surprising that that would be the top one. I mean, they're just a massive fucking band. And that record he pulls out is Riot. Actually, I was LP. just so in the mix. Oh, did you? Dude, this is the Are original pressing. That's the original pressing. Whoa. Okay. I know. White pressing. Oh, yeah. and there's Anverlin cities. cities. Just in terms of like, this is a running gag now. When you come on, you I just know. you're pulling out. We'll get to this in a second. But. Whoa! And there is a live. live starting line playing direction. Yeah, we'll get into that. Whoa! Okay. But yeah, this is my new bit. This is the thing. I love how every time uh, you and I do an episode, <laughs> you have to go spend a hundred dollars no, no, on no. vinyl. This all is all these from home. Pre-owned. Last time I only spent time, fifty bucks. I bought two. Okay, you bought two and ha- yeah. brought other ones. Yeah, from the, okay. you got to have talking heads. Okay, all right. Yeah, so you bought ones you wanted to buy anyway. Okay, so those are the albums, and here are the the rules. It's mostly going to be the same. So I'm actually going to save that the one that Direction is going to go up against. We have a few categories, and it's the first most played song, the fifth most played song, <laughs> and the least played song. Ooh. So I'm actually saving tracks one and five in Spotify popularity for whoever wins. So oh, okay. in the mini tourney, yep. we're starting with the second track from each of these records against each other. Okay, And the rest of the rules are the same. You get to have one yes. uh, veto. You also get to play Rain Delay and Pinch Hitter cards. Let's go. Rain Delay is... Rarely each... used, by the way. I've been yeah. realizing this on the sometimes show. Sometimes they get used. Yeah. Sometimes they go unused. They were, by the way, one of those was your idea. Yeah. And then I think we kind of talked on the phone. I remember where I was driving and came up with the two. So thank you, props. You're just basically like d- uh, <laughs> producing my show for me. You're like a shadow ghost producer of Pretty Good Vibrations. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, so Rain Delay is each album gets the next track. And then Pinch Hitter is you get to sub out one song of your choosing as long as it's not number one, five, or 12, because we got to save those. Watch uh, out, Fall Out Boy. Yeah, watch out, Fall Out Boy. And then I will be choosing song versus song as I hear them right now, not album versus album as I remember or think about them. We get a new track from each winner as it goes on, and we'll talk briefly about the albums in a bit more detail as they are eliminated. But I'm going to try and keep this one moving a little bit quicker. I'm aiming for this to be a one-part, a single episode, <laughs> and not my usual three-hour two-parter. So we're only at 18 minutes. I think we, we got a good chance here. Okay. Okay. So without further ado, let's dive into the tournament. So first up, first seed versus eighth seed. We've got Paramore versus The Almost. Mm. And that's kind of fun. Aaron Gillespie played drums for Paramore for a little while. Yeah, I guess. I don't think I knew that, actually. Oh, I did know that. It's it's buried in there somewhere, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah. Okay, so, again, we are skipping track one, the f- number one most popular, and going to two. So, we're skipping Misery Business for Paramore, and they're getting That's What You Get. Ooh, an absolute banger. Yeah, seriously.
on. And that part two where it's just guitars and then it comes back in. It My is goodness. such a good riff. I was talking about Paramore on the emo radio bracket emo episode, radio. you know, yeah. the scene radio one. I was talking with Mike about Paramore and how they are underrated for their guitar work. Mm-hmm. And just like so simple, but so hooky and so oh, yeah. tightly constructed. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just play this. This is what I was thinking about. I was yeah, yeah. thinking about like these riffs. Just so like, the pattern is there. It's just really, really smart Satisfying. guitar writing. Yeah. Uh, so okay. that, that groove. Oh my oh, gosh. Come on. That's up against Southern Weather from Southern Weather by The Almost. All right. Kristen Tideman has just come in the studio. Burr, burr, burr. You Wait, know her. Are you, you know Bonnie Bear Girl? Yes. You know her from the yes. Justin. <laughs> I, I related deeply to that episode, so oh. it's honestly an honor to meet you. This is oh, weird. It's Dan Bonnie Bear Girl. Guess me, guess. This is like. When guests collide. Like, well, honestly, yeah, we could waste well. a lot of your time on podcasts <laughs> with the three of us in this room. Oh my gosh, no kidding. <laughs> wow, I've uh, just come off a drive though, so. Oh yeah. My brain is like, Bleh. Did you come from the south, uh, by the, chance? The south of here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The weather. The southern weather was, <laughs> I'm going to blame it on anything, you There know? you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, th this greeting is heartwarming. I will return the mic to you now. <laughs> okay. If nice I was, I was hoping you might join for a bit, but if you're oh, sleepy, do you want to? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm tired. I gotta go to bed. And then I, I was like, Why well, joke about oh. the three of us doing it? Okay. Let's I mean, I let's have you pull up. You yeah. Let's have you pull up a stool here, and you can you can hang out for a bit. Help me make my decisions. <laughs> So now we've got Kristen here. She's going to pop in uh, when whenever she feels led. And <laughs> so obviously Paramore has won that one. Oh, That's we're not even going to talk about it? Like, well, it's one. Then we can talk about it. So okay, okay, obviously okay. Paramore is going on. Riot. Obviously. I mean... That's what you get is just it might be That's what you a, get when you play Paramore music, you know? It might be <laughs> you like it. a top 10 emo song. For me, I, I mean, it, maybe this era, I don't know if I'm counting all the waves and eras, but like, it's really just that good. And emo is like a very important genre. So that's really, I love that song. I think it's top 11 for me, but yep. I do. <laughs> I do like Southern Weather, that track. I don't know this record. I'd never really listened to it. And I thought that was a cool song. I will be adding it to my stable of songs. So Ooh. no shade, just obviously it's not going to yeah. be that Paramore track. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. Uh, I bought the merch pack for this album. CD, 
T-shirt. The, was that like a pre-order, a pre-order thing? Oh, you yeah. You 100 bucks oh, yeah. of your money? Yeah, I think I might have. Yeah, I don't know where I found it, but somewhere. Probably Relevant Magazine, honestly. Oh. The Relevant Magazine merch you pack they, for the almost? It was like a recommend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was that deep, but they definitely recommended wow. this album to me. Okay. And right. uh, yeah, I had the poster on the wall in, the, in my room. I mean, I loved this one because I was like, I had just gotten into Under Oath, what, like three years before this? Mm-hmm. When I was like yeah. 14 or so, and there's so much Under Oath influence in that. I mean, drumming in that little bit of the pre-chorus. Yeah, you could hear it. Oh my gosh. So that's enough to keep me in it. But yeah, it's cool. not Paramore. Yeah, but it's not Paramore. It's not Paramore. No. What do you think? I, I loved this song and this song only from the Elmos, basically. Oh, that was it. Or, yeah, that was, but I listened to it a lot. And that's what I have to say. <laughs> all right. Well, so a pretty good show here from the Almost, All Things Considered. Next up, Jimmy Eat World versus Anne Berlin. So from Anne Berlin, <laughs> we are getting the Unwinding Cable Car, the kind of acoustic-based number. Yeah. So we're going to see what happens. Okay. Emotive and stable, you like an unwinding cable car. Listening for voices, but it's the choices that make us who we are. Go your own way, even seasons have changed, just burn those new leaves over. So self-absorbed you seem to ignore the prayers that have already come above. Uh, in my position, do I get to strategically move you? We could come up with a new name for this, but you get to change it to a different part of the song. I would say if you have a particular part you want to play, that's fine. Otherwise, I will generally find first or second verse through yeah, the yeah, course. Yeah. Way to the end, Dan. Way to the way at the end? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... It's a builder, but when it gets there, I mean, we're going to have to rush it because we don't have anything more than 30 seconds. Okay. All right, here we go. We're going to go to this section and... Literally... We're going to get... David is pointing out to me that they have extra tom drums that they're like making a big, like a drum circle or kind of a drum core yeah, situation. Yeah, I've got the vinyl opened up and I was saying that photo is when they recorded the song because I watched <laughs> the DVD. Making of cities. The, in terms of why I'm sitting in this chair and how I got to Seattle, no yeah. album is more impactful on my decision to move here than this album. Wow. <laughs> I intentionally, the first trip here, the first trip here with my dad when we were looking at colleges, my number one stop was the coffee shop on Capitol Hill that they went and wrote lyrics at. So. Incredible. Yeah. And I like bought okay. different drumsticks because I saw Nate using certain drumsticks on the, on the DVD. <laughs> okay. So it's very important my here that I get to the right fucking part of the song. Yeah. While okay? you're doing this, I'll pull up my Stephen Christian haircut. But keep going. I would like to see that. So, okay, we're, this is more towards the end. We're getting a second clip here of Unwinding Cable Car.
Okay, I think I get it. It's a good song. I get it. Yep. It's up against Jimmy Eat World, Let It Happen from Chase This Light. I have a ringing in my head and no one to help me answer it. Even with you close enough to kiss. Honestly, I thought I would probably go Jimmy Eat World. Yes! Yes! But I'm not going to. Yay! No! I'm not going to. I'll tell you why. Okay. Oh, saves uh, but, me a but veto. Actually, before I that. say anything about either, either of these songs, I think one of us should describe what we are seeing here <laughs> with David's <laughs> Stephen Christian haircut. Uh, Kristen, this what, is... how would you physically describe this haircut? Emotional. <laughs> it's like if you're Emotional. on TikTok these days, it's like the image they play when they start singing any emo song in the background. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I feel like you really blend in with so many men <laughs> that are in all in these girl bands. jeans. So many men, boys and girl yes, jeans. Boys, yeah. And they're the best. Oh my gosh. Like that was a staple of this period and cringe now, but at the time, I mean, it was a thing. I yep. know it. I know the vibe. Urban Urban Outfitters, like year two in business was this. You look precisely like the, the there was a guy like this in every single band <laughs> in this era. And the guy I'm describing was like, he wasn't the least cool guy in the band, but he also wasn't the most cool. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? But he was trying the most. He was, But that made him he spent go the, most the money. extra mile. He spent $75 for this haircut yes. so that he could to change hairdressers. be a plausible member of this touring emo band. But he's not the like effortlessly cool lead singer or guitarist or something. He's no, like the he bassist. played a jazz bass yeah. in a Mars Volta inspired <laughs> indie emo band wow. called Cantrev. Uh, that's okay. That's autobiographical. I'm, I am assuming. Okay. So uh, let's talk about this Jimmy world record a little bit. Chase this light. It does have some songs I really love, but my favorite one is the third most popular. Like big casino was the single. That's the most popular on Spotify. That song's, Pretty good. It's, yeah. it's like a medium good Jimmy Eat World song. Let It Happen is maybe around that also, kind of like a 50th percentile Jimmy Eat World song. <laughs> if that, does that feel right? That feels I right. I like it. Yeah. Like, it'll be on my like bigger Jimmy Eat World playlist of all my songs I like. It makes that cut, but it's not it's not a top tier. Yeah. And neither is that one of my favorite Anne Berlin songs, but there is a delicacy... There's a uh, some pretty good melodic stuff going on. I think Steven's voice sounds really good it on that song. It sounds so good. It's yeah. like a it's like it's verges into goober territory slightly. It does, but but I do like it, and I think there's some cool stuff in the production. That bridge, that kind of loud. You know, I'm I'm with you. It's like a sixty forty thing going to Amberlynn. That's my choice. Much higher stats for me. Much higher. Oh, I mean, yeah. Ninety ten. I mean, yeah. 99.1? Yeah, Amberlynn, I mean, but I have such an wow. emotional connection, I can't. Okay, yeah. fair enough. But good fair pick, enough. good pick. David and Kristen both raised their arms when they could tell I was going to say Amberlynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. The air. Yeah, no. I just, I'm glad we get to keep talking about them. 
Um, as we were talking about Relevant Magazine, I just want everyone to know that Relevant Magazine is the reason I lived abroad in Ecuador for three years of my life. <laughs> because I had asked for the physical copy for my birthday, my yeah. 21st birthday. <laughs> Who was on the cover? Um, I don't even remember. But um, Probably John Foreman. Oh, that would be a dream. Every third cover oh, at that point. Yeah. Wow. Every three months. Oh my gosh. But it was like three page issues. three, there was this ad for this program. And I was like, God, do I go? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I went. Oh, Kristen, and you <laughs> went. The answer was yes. And was you know God? what? Those next few years of your life, oh, three oh, years, God. were like an unwinding cable car. It's truly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's a metaphor for deconstruction. Oh. Okay, so we get Fallout Boy. This ain't a scene, it's a, an arms race. I am an arms dealer. Pity you with weapons in the form of words. Long as the room keeps singing, that's just the business I'm in. some self-censorship on that by uh it wasn't it wasn't dan and it wasn't me and i don't even think you noticed you did that just large arm movements honestly wait 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 it was also it was large arm movements and kind of a, a bowed head to hide the fact that you it was happening so you could blend in i have doing that especially from that one panic at the disco song oh yeah yep yeah I, I'm a pro. Come How on. You, what did you say instead of goddamn? I think it's nothing. Said, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just dead mouthed it. David yeah. saw it all. He saw it go yeah. down. Okay, this is up against. I mean, there's no way that is going to be this song. Motion City Soundtrack. Oh, it it had to that. be you. Come on. question no. this is a david and goliath within a david and goliath we situation. have we have just high five midair mid-battle just to you know throw the peace sign and sing the background vocals on that song together in the middle of the desert 
I do not know why anybody would like that Fall Out Boy song more than this Motion City soundtrack song. I guess if I they're just like just a radio say, person. I don't know why anyone would like that Fall Out Boy song. I, I, I like some things about it. I, I think it's a fairly successful kind of weird hip hop rock experiment. That, yeah. That's hard to do. Sure. And I think they do it pretty well. And it can be a fun song to have on, you know, like at a bar or a party or something. Yeah. But dude, that that bridge of It Had to Be You is probably a top five Motion City soundtrack moment. And they're a band I love a lot of songs by. So that's an easy one for me. So let's talk Fall Out Boy, Infinity on High. Uh, Good pretty, talk. Pretty fun, pretty fun record. <laughs> I like Hum Hallelujah. Let's play, let me just play a little clip of the chorus of Hum Hallelujah. I think that this is a good, song? good chorus. Oh. And good song, yeah. Dan, you just gave me a first in life. I've never seen anyone, grown adult or otherwise, air guitar muted strings like that. Yeah. I just take, you take all four yeah. fingers, you just, not your thumb, and you just lay them down to rest. Lay them down to rest over the over that fretboard, and people go, you go, ah, I'm and then muting you get that, them. And then it's, yeah, and if you're on the 12th fret back, then you get some weird. You want to be on 5th, 7th, or 12th? Nope. You want to be around the 3rd or 4th? That's a good spot. Or up around 9. Yeah. <laughs> Thus concludes Gear Corner with Dan and David. Any any uh, relationship with uh, these bands or records or songs? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, so many microphone paparazzi, please. Um, I basically only wanted to learn these songs for any time they might come up at a school dance. But when you said it, kind of sounds like Taking Back Sunday. I agree. And Taking Back Sunday, are we? Are they on here at all? No. Lower down. Did oh in this oh it's this year. By the way, real quick, where were you in 2007? Did I hear middle school early? Um, hang on, I would have been high school by then. Freshman. Yeah, fill us in. What was 2007 for you? Oh, 2007. I was like, what are we doing here? 2008. I kind of found myself more, but 2007, I was like, what is going on? I don't understand. I didn't have a smartphone. Obviously, I was trying to understand. Um. The radio. I would listen. That was the year I started listening to the radio. Okay. And my entire music taste was shaped off of the iTunes 30 second clips of the most popular songs that were there. I would go home and listen to 30 second clips (laughs) and what the boys in my youth group liked. That was it. Would you just like intentionally grab like a couple lyrics and then be like, yo, I love this song and start singing like the part you knew? Yes. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I didn't have the iTunes dollars to yeah. download, and I was not about to LimeWire. No, you were going to Ecuador. Yeah. Yes, I was doing rights. <laughs> Keeping viruses off your family computer. Yes, correct. Just playing Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. Oh, Kristen's was the only family PC that did not need McAfee <laughs> virus, whatever, because she was she was just uh, an upright an upright young woman. 
I'm, I'm <laughs> one self censors. Okay, so Fallout Boy, see you later. Bye. Love you, Motion City. Uh, up next, final, final big one. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Reliant K is on here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is incredible. Yeah, so we've got Reliant K's five score and seven years ago versus Against Me, New Wave. You were meant to be in this room. So, from Reliant K, we're getting Devastation and Reform. I got this album when it came out. I w honestly, that, but that was more than 30 seconds of songs. track i love uh love reliant k this is this is tough so it's up against a song on new wave that is not nearly one of my oh, favorites yeah. i yeah. like this song i don't really know why it's the second most popular so i don't know what's gonna happen here this is white people for peace from new wave just like the three of us in this room <laughs> <laughs> why are you here <laughs> I'm here for peace. <laughs> that's why that's why Kristen that's why was in Ecuador. I'm here for peace. You're there for peace. Yes. This song is about Kristen in uh, <laughs> post high school. Relevant magazine subscriber base. Yeah. Keeping them afloat. It's not even close. It's not even close. And I say this with so much love in my heart for my friends in Reliant K. Uh, but my God, what those oh. four then gentlemen. Yes. And Rick and uh, Butch, Fig. Butch Fig were able to do over it, those couple months. Yep. Unbelievable stuff. Yeah. Just like even even as a more of a mid-tier track on that record, in my opinion, it still is absolutely oozing uh, righteous aggression and indignation. It's like something about Laura's voice now and then, because I, I don't think she's done a whole lot of she hasn't like she hasn't done any of the transitioning processes that would meaningfully affect the sound of her voice. I don't believe. Yeah. And so still just an incredible singing voice and you get that, you get those vocals and you get, you get the hook of the pre-chorus. Um, I kind of like the, the wording in the first one, you know, and it was in his name that artillery yeah. lit the sky on fire. That's like stronger than the bureaucrats to reach a resolution one. But like, 
but then that's great. I love that it's like so um, impressionistic and yeah. like almost like straight out of morning pages for people who do the mm. artist's way where they're just writing sort of stream of consciousness. Yep. Like those lyrics are, ah, ah, I love against me so, <laughs> so much. This is why I want the tattoo. Yes. I'll meet you there. No, I mean, it's like the cleaniest grit ever. And I even like watching those lyrics go by, like you could read those on a page and just be like, is this a history book, like textbook or like, it just does not, if I'd read the lyrics before I heard anything, I would never in a million years get to the actual song that these lyrics are within. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I'm, and I'm also thinking like part of me was tempted because I love Reliant K so much and I want this to be a fair fight to give them, uh, you know, a little, a little swapper. I, but you don't want to. I vote Ryan but, K. I oh. think you've done them an injustice because you picked that song out of all the songs. No. The rules are rules. Oh, what are the rules? What are the rules? Okay. Yeah, you didn't hear it's this a weird, part. No, it's a weird one. I, I didn't choose them. So the the songs are ranked by their Spotify plays from first to fifth here, and then I'm saving tracks one and five for the final showdown. So we're getting tracks two, and then we'll get track three from each one. Yeah. We made so a very large spreadsheet for this. Well, all I have to say is there's a reason that <laughs> Deathbed is an 11-minute song, and they're not going to have the most listens, because it's the last song of the album. But they <laughs> consider adding it on here. I, I'd say if you weren't in the room, I wouldn't do this, but because you're here. Let's just play a little bit of Deathbed. Pinch hitter. That's fine. Oh, okay. You're calling Pinch hitter. And yes. Are, and are you going to choose Deathbed? No, so I am not. No, minutes, I'm not choosing seconds. Deathbed. Okay. Um, what are you going to choose from, from five score? I think must have done something right. Okay, this is the... Actually, you can't choose this because it's number one. So All we right. have to save that one for... Track number two, then. If that track one's on. Track number two. Can okay, we play come right out and say it. Let's see if that's in here. Yeah, we just don't want to... We don't want to take away the one that would be playing yeah, up yeah, against... Yeah. Yep. So yeah, okay. Come right out and say it. This is now going up against White People for Peace and Reliant K lives to fight another day. I'm thinking about it. I want them to have the fairest fight. And I'm thinking about Dan in this situation. Which one would he actually more likely consider Reliant K on? Because I'm not... That's the thing with this David's bracket. David's playing the deep deep state deep game. Yeah. The, you're yeah, playing yeah, yeah, 3D yeah. chess, Invent the, the game, game behind play the, the game. game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's come right out and say it. Better rest my eyes, because I'm growing weary of This point you've been trying to make So rather than imply Why don't you just verbalize All the things that you're trying to say This will turn out so well But I'm beginning to see that instead it's trouble Into a pattern we fell Of prolonging the inevitable Why don't you come right out and say it Even if the words are probably gonna hurt I'd rather have the truth than something insincere Why don't you come right out and say it What it is you're thinking though I'm thinking I wanted that better guitar. fight. Better fight. I know. Me too. Yeah, exactly. That is definitely a better song, in my opinion, than Devastation and Reform. Uh, I don't think it's, it's not gonna, enough. I don't think it's quite enough. There's just um, there is something some that against me does. Like like Tyson is a better songwriter than Laura is in a pop songwriting sense, but. That's not like, and most of my musical loves compete at precisely that level, a pop songwriting level. Mm -hmm. But against me does not 
they are so good at doing something so unique that they don't even have to play by those rules. Yeah. Yeah. And so I still think the, like probably I'll play come right out and say it more often than I'll play white, white people for peace. Like I will choose to listen to that more often, but the rules are how the song hits me right now. And right now in this room with the two of you <laughs> hearing that song, I was transported and I was like, holy shit. I am a white so person I've gotta for give, peace. I in, that's me. This song is about me and I deserve all the peace ca- you ca- demand. Karen flavored criticism I received. I'm with you, Dan. This is what I wanted though. I wanted Reliant K to get their fair shot. I love that. Great use of it. Great use of a pinch hitter. Just to play they introduced track. that. Ryan K and Weezer introduced me to the genre of music I love the most today. So they're a dear band to me, just Incredible. like they are to me. So we just want to make sure they get a fair due. So you missed the part, Kristen, because you weren't here yet. But in 2007, we played 75 shows opening for Reliant K in May in that the year. That I'm pr- I mean, I'm pretty doing. sure my youth group crush did introduce a couple of your songs to me. I know. Yeah, that and that was it was the Reliant that, K route. Yeah, I'm sure because Reliant K. K was numero uno, obviously. Yeah. That's I yeah. I mean I would believe it, especially for Christian like youth group kids, they that was uh, a huge kind of introduction of us into that world by opening for them because not only do they go to reliant k shows they fucking go on time and they see the opening bands they're an ideal band to open for because people are there the first time i ever saw amberlynn they were the first opening band for reliant k in philly like that's how i found out about there you go yeah oh you guys have to talk about philadelphia you need a microphone i'm from like i'm from kenneth square kenneth square yeah what? Yeah. Well, okay. This is. Oh my gosh! Wild. Is this my long lost brother? <laughs> so do you love the starting line? Uh, no. All right. Well, that's I why like you. Reliant K. <laughs> I like Reliant K. The starting line was not the equivalent of Blink One Eighty Two on the poster in the back of the Mustard Seed Bookstore. Okay. <laughs> they weren't on the approved list. Okay. So. Uh, against me going on, yeah that that is a good Reliant K record. I would say it's it's a it's medium in their discography. I used to have it on vinyl. I don't anymore. You know what I mean? You, you it's, sold it. It's you just sold mm-hmm. it on discography. That's all I have now. Uh, and, and the Christmas one. I would f- for sure have. I and I do have Forget and Not Slow Down on vinyl. Yeah. Uh, and I a, and now I would add Air for Free absolutely to I the love to Air the Mount free. Rushmore yes. of Reliant K albums. So yep. this would not be in my it's top. The white four. album of Reliant K. Two lefts. Two lefts has mood rings, and that did not age well. Okay. Yeah, but we're not okay. But that's speaking on behalf of all women everywhere. I don't appreciate Um, that song. I don't think so. (laughs) Nice performance, David. Uh, I actually, I do actually, I like some stuff off of uh, Two Lefts. Um, Okay. Anyway, we got to move on. I'm trying to keep this thing going. Do you you have any? Do do you have any final like K thoughts? Any thoughts? Secretly try and make it a Reliant K episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, let's do a Reliant K episode sometime. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So back to now we're in round two. The the by the way, the Mount Rushmore of 2007 emo slash punk is Paramore and Berlin, and Motion City soundtrack, and Against Me. This is exactly what I wanted. Look at that. Okay. So now from Paramore, we get Crush, crush, crush. Ooh. I think track seven, maybe? Or I'm either completely way off.
you're doing like a some sort of a Russian wedding dance there at the end. It would work if it was on the ground. It'd be like skanking for the specials. Okay, up against Anne Berlin. Yes, inevitable. I, I think we need to actually play a rock song here. Like this is just not feeling like the album. Yes, thank you. That, we got the two acoustic tracks, and that's just weird. So we're gonna swap out inevitable for Adelaide, which is the next track in terms of Spotify play count. You were ready. I know. I mean, those two were both like long builders. You're repeating me lines. That you think I wanna hear, but I don't wanna hear anymore. As if sorry is any consolation for what it's worth. You're stringing me along. Shut, shut, shut it in anyone. Just scared of being alone. But by the time you figure this out, and I'm already gone. You really had me going this Yeah, no question it goes to Adelaide. Yes. Easy. I was re- Easy I honestly didn't expect this, but I love it. But nothing compares to a quiet evening alone. <laughs> That's right. That's true. And, you know, Riot's cool. But for me, really, it's that's what you get is like a five star track. And for me, the rest of the record is, you know, like three and a half kind of it doesn't. That's the one that jumps out more than anything else. Is there something you'd like to hear before we move on from it? Misery business. Okay, let's hear misery business. Sinful. I'm in the business of misery. Let's take it from the top. She's got a body like an hourglass. It's ticking like a clock. It's a matter of time before we all run out. When I thought he was mine, she caught him by the mouth. I waited a long while. She finally set him free. I told him I couldn't lie. He was the only one for me. Two weeks and we caught on fire. She's got it out for me, but I wear the biggest smile. she apologized for that once when Christians asked her why she said that. What? Why she like said for what? some interview, oh why she God used God's name so in vain. Oh. God. But God, does it feel so good? Yeah. That I I read this because this is a thing for I me. I don't know that that's really taking the Lord's name in vain. I mean, that's another exactly. that's is another it? issue. That's another discussion. But that's the Christians I was tuning into were distraught. So yeah. that's all I had to say about that. Great song. That chorus song. is fantastic. Yeah. But it, not their best record. It's it's not their best record. And, you know, I do actually, Misery Business is a very good song. That one has grown on me. I, I don't, I feel like I like the riff, again, more than anything else. It's a great riff. Uh, Paramore, good job. You, you're doing well in all these kind of episodes of mine you've been in. And thank you for your contribution. So Anne Berlin moves on. And now we've got Motion City against Against Me. Oh, for, from Motion City, we get last night. I never will. I'll manage to whisper something in my ear. The message is unclear. She motions outside. I trail her closely from behind. She tries out not to cry. She shouts. 
Dan. Dude, that song. <laughs> Dan! Ooh. Motion City's coming out swinging. They, we, they are getting some of their best they songs are. picked here. Good, good job, uh, Motion City soundtrack fans and listeners. Honestly. For choosing the best songs to be the... You're not whatever. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah, stop yeah all right. But this is a great track. Here is Stop by Against Me. Okay, so it's not Motion City Soundtrack's fault, but I think that I listen to them so much that I love hearing the songs and like I totally was lighting up during, you know, that final chorus of, yeah. of last night, which is like I can't compete with all your damn ideas. Oh. And like you know the like true center of Justin from from where that comes. Yeah. You know, and like and it is really, really special. I think what I'm realizing tonight is that the production and Tom slash Laura's voice and the Butch Vig of it all, there is some real secret sauce on that record, the Against Me record. And so in the moment, I'm being put in the room yep. with Against Me. That's what it is. I, it's, it sounds just raw enough yeah. that it sounds like a band being recorded live in a room, vocals and all. It's not. But it sounds just like just close enough. And production-wise, the Motion City record, which sounds incredible, Pristine. I don't know if this was an Ocasek track or a um, dude from Fountains of Wayne, uh, Schlesinger track, and produced by Adam Schlesinger and Eli Janney. Oh, Eli, yeah, yeah. Who's the and Rick, Rick and Rick Ocasek, right? Yeah. So I don't remember. Oh, we can figure out. Yeah. Does it say what, which ones? Okay. So last night. Last night. I bet you it's. Uh, this one is not Rick. Uh, Rick. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you know they're with the Cars lead singer and frontman who also produced you know Weezer records and it's really good. It sounds incredible. It's a crisp, beautiful recording. I get emotional. It, I get emotional, but it it doesn't put me in the room. It puts me in the control room. <gasps> it puts wow. me behind the mixing board. Yeah, and getting all those levels just right. The against me recording puts me in the room. Yeah, agreed. And that's the difference. Um, real quick, so I was like, this was the matchup I was worried about getting to because the that band in Motion City, I saw second to how many times I saw Anne Berlin. Like, I think yeah. I saw them seven times by the time I left high school, and I'd wow. seen Anne Berlin like nine. And I deeply love Motion City, but that is not my favorite record of theirs. It's not my second favorite record of theirs. It's my third favorite, I think. But Against me, this yeah. is my number one, and you saw me doing a little hand jive thing there. My little brother, Andrew, and I, this was the kind of year I first got my license, and it was driving us to school. The high school and middle school were right next to each other, and we were five years Aww. apart. And so Aww. I was always running late because I had to get my flat iron hair just right. <laughs> and you can ask my brother yeah. this, but... Uh, we I we just got into so many of the same albums at that time, and it was kind of a fun way to connect. And that album was in the CD player in the 
2001, I forget what year that was. Maybe, oh no, 99 uh, Chrysler Town & Country minivan that we were driving back then. Fantastic. And uh, we came up with a hand... You like, did the hand gestures the hand to, the, to the lyrics. Yeah. To the lyrics of that song. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's a moment in there which connects to what you've been doing. If you scroll down, Dan, there's a, a pretty strong expletive in this song. In and my brother and I... We're so pure in heart that we would take the volume knob and drop it so we didn't even have to be tempted to sing along. To shoving it right back yes. in there. Face. Like, I only hear it that way whenever I hear the song. Oh, my gosh. So it's like you were meant to be in the room or from Philly and you self-control censor just like we did with the minivan volume knob. How dare we hear that word? I used to do that basically. And that's the least against me thing you could do listening to this song. Exactly, yeah. You were so non-punk. Oh my gosh, yeah. I used to do that censoring with like my, the tape deck that I would make mixtapes on and I would like do blank recording space, try to line it up. (laughs) Or I would do the pause, but then that would mess with the, the, then it would like skip, you know, rhythmically. Yeah, it was. I mean, this is. Wow, I'm glad we have that in common. That's all I have to say. I feel less, I'm feeling less alone. Um, yeah, Even If It Kills Me is not my favorite or second favorite Motion City soundtrack record, uh, but it does have, but it, it is, <clears throat> it's the second most consistent record, I think, where I skip the fewest songs. Uh, just so many good tracks. Really, you don't really need to skip anything at all. I mean, Broken Heart, Hello Helicopter, I mean... I maybe skip where I belong, but that's pretty much it. Even if it kills me, I mean, okay, we're going to play a little bit of Even If It Kills Me title track, final track on the record, original track listing. There's some bonus tracks here on Spotify. This chorus. When I kind of gave up, winter is a killer when the sun goes down. I'm really out of stubborn as I seem. Said the knuckle to the concrete, but I. Motion City, we love you so much. Good job. You got to the semifinals. So now it's Anne Berlin against against me. Oh. All right. So Anne Berlin, we have Dismantle Repair. One last glance from my taxi cab. Images scar my mind. Four weeks felt like years. Since your full attention was all mine. The night was young and so were we. Talked about life, God, death, and your family. Didn't want any promises, just my undivided honesty. And you said, Oh, things are gonna change now for the better. I uh, I didn't the realize white people for peace. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that Cities was Anne Berlin's acoustic album. Yeah, a lot. Unbelievable, so much of it. Uh, that's a cool song. Um, Stephen really- Christian was in his like green tea phase on this album. <laughs> he like is always drinking tea at, at uh, the coffee shop. Oh my God. 
Okay, good to know. I don't yeah. I don't know how you knew that, but the DVD. Oh, again, <laughs> it's the DVD. Okay. So here is from Against Me, Born on the FM Waves of the Harp. It probably doesn't really matter what track it is from this album. We took some pills to calm us down. We needed help to come back up. Just trying to stay in control of the situation. Too much momentum. goodness okay Think we know the winner yeah here okay the winner is going to be against me it really wow. it really doesn't matter probably any song on that would be <laughs> would be yeah almost any song on yep. amberlynn but that track is so cool it's like you have this super wordy like manifesto journaler savant in a punk band yeah and then it's like what would it be like if that person wrote a love song and it's, if you think of it that way, wow. it is the fucking weirdest love song. It's all the factors and angles. Yes. And the love song ends with like, you have to fight to stay in control of the situation. <laughs> Not in love. That's a weird, it's a, such a weird love song. Oh yeah. But it obviously is. And I'm appreciating it like doubly right now as I realize that yeah. and come to that realization in real time. That was a really fun way to think about it. I the uh, there's just these like intentional little moments along the power of those lyrics and the force of that band like anxiety anxiety you give me no mercy when it just Ugh. swells and pushes on the hi-hat really really hard there uh, and then comes out of it yes, and blooms. They're so tied together. Yeah. I Ugh. love every song on that album and it's the one I'm worried about the most to be honest. So it yeah. should go through and I love it so much. The good news is you get to choose the final winner not me. Well, I wanted to be the stiffest competition because from yeah. the beginning, I want a pressure test. Oh, no, that's not true. We actually, we get equal votes. I, I'll explain it when it we get there. It was a ruse all along. No, no, no. I, okay. it, we have equal votes at Onks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't okay. wait. Although, actually, we got to throw Kristen in now. I know. We might have a tiebreaker vote here. We have, we're going to have three categories How here. much do you know against me? Very little. I'm very, that's, I'm like, now I want to look into it though. That song oh, was so good. So good. Okay. That, Sweet. that makes me happy. Okay. I love watching, cause I, that's what I was thinking. And I love watching somebody like fall in love with like a song they hear the first time and like, what yeah. is happening here? Mm-hmm. Ask, we probably have to move along. The Laura Tom thing. What is this? Is someone? Tra- oh yeah. So okay. Laura Jane Grace is the, is a transgender woman. Yes. Uh, used to go by Tom. Okay. Her given name or whatever. Yeah. When she was male. Yeah. And so when we toured with Against Me, it was oh, Tom. Okay. And, you know, his girlfriend was there and uh, actually maybe, maybe it's his, what was his wife and still, I think they, and then they, I do believe that they divorced, but anyway, okay. so it's, it's hard band. to talk about, it's hard to talk about a person who has used wow. two different sets of pronouns in their Got life. It. I'm trying to do it in a respectful way, respectful way. Anyway, I fucking love Against Me. Yeah. <laughs> I, this and is awesome. she's one of my favorite living songwriters and vocalists. Oh, I mean, I, there's cool. no way to say it. So okay. it's going to be stiff competition. Same. So now yeah. we are at the <sighs> David versus Goliath. 
And here's how we're going to do it. So we've oh. got the two albums. We've got New Wave by Against Me, and we've got the Starting Line Direction, the upstart challenger that David brought in <laughs> to... from Churchville, PA. <laughs> the starting line. <laughs> you can tell they started writing these songs when they were 16, but it's in a good way. They started in the 90s. It's I, clear. I really do love their... I do... Uh, I really love that, that band. Okay, so... Uh, New Wave is up against Direction, and we have seven categories. Um, actually, I'll just cut this one out. Now we got three. Now we got three of us, so we have a an odd number with an even number of categories. So I'm going to get rid of total listens because we don't necessarily have data from you and Kristen. Uh, and we've got six categories. We have the number one most Spotify streamed song against each other, the number five song against each other. And the last least most popular song against each other. And then we will each vote on each of those. These all right, these rules are crazy. Just tell me when I need to vote between things. Okay, I'll <laughs> tell you then. We've got our overall sense of the production of the album. How's it sound? Oh my gosh. We have one called How Many Times Have You Laughed or Cried While Listening to This Album? Oh, yeah. And then we have a sort of a final product, just the whole thing together. Which one did you prefer? So we're gonna hear three. Three will end up hearing three songs from each record. Okay, so the Dan, first, yeah, real quick, would now or later be a good time to give a little bit of like time and place for direction? I think now would be a great time to do that. David, kick okay. us off. Great, we're gonna. I got yeah, I got my notes. I do my homework. Got his speech ready. All right, so the band started in '99. Churchville, PA. They signed to Drive Through Records. They put out an EP, and then they put out the album that to this day probably has the most listens and is the most popular record of theirs say it like you mean it and that has the song best of me on it which is basically a perfect song in every way shape or form it's a perfect pop punk song yes and then things start happening for them warp tour and they get signed to geffen and then they put out their second record a few years later in 2005 the first one came out in 2002 based on a true story that had like bedroom talk and charted better. I actually, I think I've spent more time with that one than say with like you mean it. I'm kind of like a reverse fan in that way. Like the later the album came out, the more time I spent with it. And then, uh, actually, you no, know, is that record that? No, 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 that's right. Yeah, and they were just cranking at that point. After the record came out, that's when they bring their keyboardist in, and then he was a part of writing direction. And I really love his name's Brian Brian Schmutz. I love the oh, influence he has. Great last name, and. In 2005, Dan, you may have been at this as a fan. You may as well. Nintendo Fusion Tour, anyone? Not when I was in eighth grade. (laughs) Motion City did one of them, so I I know about it, but I never was on one or went to one. One, I think it's my, like, a top three show for me because it was Panic at the Disco opening on that first album and nobody knew them yet. Boys Night Out, Starting Line, Motion City, and we left. I kid you not... I'm not just saying this to be cool, kid, but they were trashed. The headliner was Fall Out Boy. It did not hold up. But Motion City, Starting Line, and Panic in the same bill. Come on. That was at the Electric Factory, oh. now Franklin oh Music Hall. Um, anyways, so, yeah. And then Direction comes out. They had left Geffen. This is a hilarious quote from Kenny, why, the lead singer, why they left Geffen. It was kind of like having a hot girlfriend that never talks to you, you say, oh yeah, I'm dating this supermodel, but she's been in France for three years and doesn't really call me. But she promises that when she gets back, we're all caps, really going to start to get serious. It always was an imaginary relationship. Wow. And then they signed a virgin 
in 2006 and then put this record out on Virgin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gavin but, and Virgin are both major labels. They're probably, honestly, it's yeah. like they Col- might even Colgate be owned by the and same Palm people. Olive, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that record there, Live at Studio 4, yeah. that was like a COVID live recording. Oh, they did cool. video. And they did the record straight it through. Because the only way to get that and not spend $100 is to get the live one versus, versus the real one. Because it's Cause out, out of print. print and they don't have the rights to reprint it. And they're like, well, we'll do this. And then people who want Bingo. the vinyl can do Recorded it. Recorded at a studio in Philly. Wow. And, you know, one of the guys lives in North Carolina now, a couple in Philly still. But they're kind of cool in the sense that, like, this was technically to this day, this is their last full length. But they're on tour this summer with All American Rejects and. Yeah. Uh, Motion City? Yeah, Motion City is like the other band on the West Coast oh, in their the, place. They're, they're, they're the oh, alternate. That's such a bummer. I mean, I'm glad because I'll get to hang with Motion City, but uh, I would have loved to have seen the starting line Same as well. here, dude. That's a bummer. So um, all that to say, they were kind of like always doing holiday shows in New York and Philly and Jersey every December. Like I think they're all their families are all still in Philly, even okay. though like cool. Matt Watts like worked for Fender for a while and was in an artist manager and stuff and he's in LA. And uh, anyways, they all kind of seem to come back. They'd put an EP out randomly in like 2016 anyways, or 2015. Great, Love great, that EP. Couple, couple great songs And then there. we'll get to it probably at some point, but come on, Vacationer. The starting line gave us Vacationer. Vacationer is great. And that's just another fantastic band. Kenny's uh, collage. Big influence on your uh, Havana yeah, Swim Club, Big influence right? on Havana Swim Club, indeed. He kind of gave me the idea. I mean, it's, I think I think I took it a different direction, but I think you did we're too. definitely the, his most recent record, which is all instrumental, is actually would pair very well with Havana Swim Club. By the way, if you guys don't know, that's another electronic project that I have, and it's really good. Summer vibes all the time. Kristen, well, let's not talk. We don't have to talk. In about closing, it. Okay. Dan. Friends that love you in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk. Hey, about it. Let's not okay. talk about it. Okay. No. In closing, on that live recording from 2021, when they played this record, more than half the band. Probably everybody agrees, but basically Brian, Mike, and Kenny all said it's the band's best album. Wow. The live version of this No, record. like Direction. Oh, Direction is their best album. That's yeah. what they think. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Okay. All right. So that's Direction, and we might as well start by hearing Direction first. So track one, most popular on Starting Line Direction is Island. The I mean, they tried to make it a radio single, and it, it probably did a little bit of action, but should have been a bigger hit than it was. Let's go to bed Let's stop debating Look at the time We're always waiting But we're in love And that should be just fine When it seems like things are only getting better When it seems like we can never catch a break Just keep a hold on me Yeah. Yeah. Such a good song. So good. Up against me. Thrash Unreal. You see what I did there? <laughs> there we go. There we go. All right. This is this, this is, is brutal. Tough. This, this is, is brutal. brutal. These, Thrash yeah, Unreal probably against my me. Two favorite songs that year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if she wants to dance and drink all night. Well, there's no one that can stop her. 
hard to turn that one off. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's hard to know. Like if this it was Motion hurts. City or Anne Berlin against Me? the starting line, <laughs> gosh, it would be easier to kind of compare apples to apples. Yeah. But we said emo slash punk, and this is a punk record, and they were doing Warped Tour. I mean, it's certainly the same scene. Yep. They do belong together in a basic sense, and but and yet they're so hard to compare as I know. products. I know. Yeah, it's really, really hard. I feel a lot of things, but I'm curious, not that this necessarily, I'm going to try and not let this sway me, but Kristen, what do you think as someone who may or may not have heard either of those songs before? Have you heard Island, that first one? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. What, what do I think? I mean, I have to echo Dan. It's just um, <laughs> completely different uh, uh, like moods, headspaces. Like, and I think part of me, are, like, again, I'm mo- mainly an emotional listener. I don't know about the music theory at all. But um, the starting line feels more like high school to me. Whereas I probably wouldn't have listened to Against Me in high school, but I would probably like that. I like it more now. It sounds more mature, you know, and it's more like how I want to feel, I guess. So hopefully. Here's where here's my vote. Uh, And we all get. So for these, we each get to say and and we'll each get a a vote there. Tally up at the end. So, yeah, and then we'll do a tally. So Kristen's given it to Against Me. I am also not by a huge margin. I think that Island is an incredible song. I I love how they managed to sort of keep it kind of dancey, pop punky, but also bringing in like just enough like Caribbean instrumentation because of the lyrical themes, like some hand percussion, just, just tasteful. Um, little bit of the like non distorted guitar stuff has a slightly kind of a vibraphony sort of a tremolo effect on it, I, I think is what's going on. And so I really like it, but Thrash Unreal is just as catchy of a chorus. It's just as singable. I I like enjoy it playing as much. And then it's also got this just bonkers, what universe did this come from? Fucking rock song thing going on as well. With, with like a point of view character that has never been in a song you've heard before. And you wouldn't think most people would consider particularly heroic to put it the middle of a song. And then that subverts our expectations of rock song characters. And it's just, gosh, I just fucking love this band. I can't even disagree with anything you said. Like I'm having such a hard time. And this is the challenge of these brackets, Daniel, as many of your contestants have felt is this song versus song matchup. Like I love Island. I arguably have listened to that song probably five times as many times as I've listened to Thrash Unreal. And I've listened to that. Like, neither of those songs are actually my favorite songs from those records. But they're the biggest, yeah. But, yeah, they're the biggest. But right now, in terms of in the moment, I have to actually agree with both of you that I think Thrash Unreal, it's, and it's the bop, bop, bas in the chorus it's, for me. Yep, that's what does it. That's what takes it over the it's edge. It's like this timeless song that came out in the mid-2000s. Like, it shouldn't have happened then, I'm so but glad did, that I'm so I have that song and this album available for the rest of my life. Same. I will never not have access to it. And I'm very happy about that right now. Okay. Next up is the number five most popular track from each record. About to so get weird. from Island, we get somebody's going to miss us. Also the title of their live album when they originally broke up. That's right. If this is worth my time, then I'll be here for a while. If this is worth your while, then you're making me smile 
Dan, I mean, Whoa. for me, this is top three on the record. Like, it's in there for me. I, I think this record was just perfectly timed. To be a little more accurate, 2007 was like fall of senior year, but then I ended up listening to stuff that had kind of come out all the way through that senior year. And like, there's so many feels when you're 17 and 18 and like everything feels like it's just, you've got to hold on to it as tight as you can before it slips through. Cause you're kind of just getting to that point in life where you realize, Hey, I'm not going to live with my parents forever. I'm not oh. going to live in this place forever and <laughs> be with all these people forever in Chester County, PA Chester with County. Wawa down the street. <laughs> And at the same time, you're like, I can't wait to get to the next thing. It's like this weird tension you're feeling where you just want to move ahead as quickly as you can to college and whatever that next step is and meet those people you're like dreaming about. But at the same time, you're like, it's not going to be the same. And there's so many songs on this record that for them is really the perspective of a band and somebody in their early 20s who's like maybe breaking up for the first time from a real long relationship, not like a quick high school thing and like feeling the feels of like the fragility of a band and how many times you're going to be on stage with that crowd in that space and how easy you take it for granted. And yeah, I think for me, it was like the same thing. It's just like, you know, I had my little high school band feeling these moments and being like, yeah, I'm not going to play that little basement venue called the crack house. (laughs) Probably any more than this. And there's just these little moments that I feel like that album was just like speaking all these things I was feeling in ways that I couldn't really express at the time. And that song is one of them. So I'm feeling Pennsylvania feelings. <laughs> Keystone State. Let's go. That is, that is honestly a very, very beautiful and impassioned case. I am so glad I'm going to be able to listen back to that later. Kristen's kind of almost tearing you up here, getting misty eyed. Yeah, that got me emo- I'm feeling I miss Chester County. Oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> okay, here's the problem though, David. It is up against the song that literally encouraged. Oh no! <laughs> that literally. <laughs> Why that does it have to Literally. Like sure. The lyrics of which were a major reason yeah. that I started the band we were in together. I was just going to. Yes. <laughs> I've been I've been like worried about when this one what? shows up against starting line. Yeah. This and I true, remember it. It's truly David and you Goliath. May, this is why I want the tattoo of, from the album cover is when, because of this lyric. Fast forward five years from t- 2017. We somehow end up on a banner on relevantmagazine.com and you're like <laughs> interviewed about the record in a local Seattle Weekly and you referenced this record from 2007. I said 2017, 2007, five years forward. But it, yeah. it was just like, yeah, the kind of all of the through lines that are happening in this little matchup. I'm feeling a lot of things. Wow. Wow. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this is New Wave by Against Me. Kristen. And in this case, we, we wanted were... to be an indie psych 
him rewriting band, and so that's what we did. We wanted to repurpose some hymns and some spiritual songs, and we said spiritual songs so we could appeal to the masses. <laughs> and we did not appeal to the masses in any meaningful way, and what an odd experiment we attempted. And it didn't really... I don't know if you've... You probably haven't done anything about Pacific Gold, but David and I were in a band for a while. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that one is... Uh, I think I know where you're going. Not hard for me. I I love your case for yeah. somebody's going to miss us. I think it's what I heard is mainly like it's attached to a time of your life. It's oh a, my it gosh, is I a, hated the tone of voice you just had there. It is a, <laughs> it is a perfectly, perfectly serviceable <laughs> You've had enough line. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that coffee is cold. Oh my gosh. Oh, this guy's a comedian. <laughs> you both are. Yeah. Elevating my game here. Yeah, what can we say? Chester Co. Man, hey, Willistown Township. You, you create know? some good people. <laughs> we like our tomato <laughs> pies cold. What can we say? Hey, we're at least we're not Amish. No. <laughs> okay, so it's a perfectly good starting line song. It's it's not my favorite on the record, but I like it. Um, and it's a good song and I have added it already to like my good songs playlist and stuff. But New Wave is like literally it's a, it's a tattoo worthy track. For you. For me. So I I can't vote. Daniel. So for my vote, it has to go to against me. But I would like to hear from you guys. I love Thrash Unreal. I I just, even listening to it right now, there's just like a force that is there on every track, which is why it's so, like when you think about an album on, a, on the whole, this one doesn't really miss ever. Um, but for me, I have to go the starting line. Like emotionally and also just the way that that conveys the lyrics. I just, I feel it deep in my soul and there's no changing it so i think track for track which one would i rather have access to for the rest of my life it's the first one starting line mm. i mean i still don't know how i got to be voting but <laughs> i would also have to say the starting line yes i it there was something in it despite it feeling still like yeah high school yeah. that just lit it just landed it landed and then the little i mean that little like you know monologue that just nailed it in for me so you're buying votes out here that's right you are you're a fucking out, corporate lobbyist i'm out canvassing kennett square <laughs> oh my god oh okay. you get a free hoagie this voucher is... for every vote <laughs> hoagie this is real deep cut stuff for any all of my family members that will listen to this. That listen to the show at <laughs> some percentage. Show called Pennsylvania's in Washington State. <laughs> yes. Okay, so here is the least popular song from the starting line direction. It's called Need to Love. One of my faves. Oh, oh, gosh. oh we're silent. 
so many feels. Wow, that's yeah. Yeah, that song. That's a good song. Is a good song, and I'm that one it. is like that has it. stood the test of time for me. In my old mm-hmm. job, I was flying to New York a lot for work, and I would often fly to Philly, train, see family, and then take the train up. The first verse is basically talking about Philly to New York, going yeah. through Princeton, and like watching people around you, like you do on a plane on the train, and just back then. And now that kind of, it just conveys that feeling you get when you're like surrounded by a bunch of strangers and there's a feeling mm-hmm. of connection, but also you feel kind of alone and you're just like getting deep and pensive and it's another feeler for me. So good luck against me. Yeah. I mean, this is a track I really like from the record, maybe halfway down the list for me, it's called Animal and uh, it's just barely the, the least popular, but it is. So here's Animal. That song is a slow starter, but yeah. that little bit right there, oh my gosh, out of the chorus, yeah. that guitar ripping in, it's this like slow, sludgy, trudgy mm-hmm. punk rock song that- It's not dissimilar to bands like Shame or Idols, yeah, yeah. kind of some of the stuff they'll do, Yeah, but this is before any of those bands even started, yep. of course. I I mean, I really do like that starting line track. Um but no, I gotta go. Wow, I, gotta I go thought we might get you on this me. one, no, Dan. I, I, Starting line great. all day. Animal's I mean, I, I think it's a good. Animal's amazing, uh, but it's a, it's a slow, sleepier tr- track for me. I well, do I, I was gonna say I don't even think my vote needs to be. We don't even need a tiebreaker right now. Oh, okay. <sighs> this one's hard. Can I? Can I split? Can I go split? See. You can bow out. I'm gonna abstain. If you feel like you don't need to love for this one, well, yeah, I just couldn't pick. I just really couldn't. (laughs) It's really fifty-fifty for you, okay? All right. I mean, in terms, also, Dan, like in terms of worst song or supposedly worst song, both of those tracks are good. When you think about all the records you listen to and the least streamed track, I think that's a strong argument. This is a sign of how strong both those records are. I agree. And I'm almost wondering if like Spotify listeners are such a like singles skewing crowd that i should start incorporating least popular track yeah, yeah, because there's like some those are often actually quite good songs yeah. like a lot of the newer weezer stuff like the most popular song is my least favorite track yeah, yeah, yeah. and the last three are like to have two of my favorites like so there is something there for us uh musos oh wow. okay so we don't have to we now we just got to talk through last few categories here so overall production, the sonics, the mixing, just the sound of the record, the way it's recorded and mixed. Uh, I mean, for me, it's very clearly it's against me. That's It might be my favorite rock production of the last 20 years. If it's not my favorite, it's in the conversation. Of all the records to be matched up against for production, this is the hardest one. I feel like I, I'm trying to take it at like genre level. Thinking through, you've got to mix both these records in different ways 
sit them in the room in different ways, different instruments are being a part of it, like all the different things that go into it and how well each producer and the team did at hitting it perfect on pop punk rock starting line and how hard they hit it on pop leaning punk. I have never heard a punk record sound better than this record. And so, and I've heard some other, I think in the starting line world that I'm like, yeah, it's up there with it. It's perfect. Particularly at the time. Like I do think it was, it stood out a lot for its production, but I'm like pre doing the math to see if I'm already going to lose and I might, but I just have to go with the facts here. And on that point, it goes to against me and Butch Fig. This is how you muse those sound to me. Well, what was the guitarist eating for breakfast? And then did the guy who recorded the soundy sounds come in on time for? <laughs> Get out of here. Okay. Well, which one the did you like? The soundy sound guy came in on time every time. Even if you don't have to be a nerd about it, just like which which sounding record would you prefer to listen to, or would you want to listen to more often? I honestly don't even know if I've ever thought about this in my life. <laughs> Which I were kidding. Okay, we're going to have another abstention here from Kristen. All right, now here's the next one. And and Kristen, you, you may have to abstain if it's not applicable because this is about is an autobiographical question. Okay, have you laughed or cried more to one or the other of these records? And I just, I certainly have, whatever the line is for these strong feelings, I've had that more with against me than this particular starting line record if it were say it like you mean it the first starting line record would it be a competition probably that that would be tough to know okay that one i do get quite in my in my you body the best of me yeah i on that record but for this record it's easy it's easily against me also easy for me starting line i mean it has to be right yeah listen to how you're describing all of this stuff okay the emotions so we can, uh, we, we might as well throw this one in. It's going to be a split between the two of us. Uh, total listens over your lifetime. I bet obviously you've listened to the starting line more and obviously I've listened to against me more. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're... So, okay. That's so Same that was a party line on that one. Party line. Okay. Final question for all three of us. And I don't know if you have to vote. Maybe not, but I'd like you to vote, Kristen. <laughs> As a, just an overall product, obviously you only heard the three songs, you didn't hear the whole album, but just the overall product, which do you like more uh, as a sort of final piece? Um, again, for me, it's hey, obvious it's straight down the line. Real quick, Dan, it's been a little bit since we've heard anything, and one thing we didn't get an experience of, which I think is important for a full album, is the first 15 seconds of each record. Of each, we're not gonna play the first. The of first every five song. seconds. No, 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 no. I said record. Oh, of the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like how does the, how does the record seconds start total. out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One okay, swing. Great. Just welcome do, to the let's room do both. again. Okay, here that's you good. Are. So then here's again. It's new wave, but we'll listen to from the very beginning. Yeah. For the album, new wave. That's the beginning of New Wave. Yeah. That is that is strong. And here's the beginning of Direction. And I do love this song, by the way. Track it's, one. It's the title. Yeah, the title track. The title track. Oh, me too. Let's really? go. <laughs> I mean, I of, know David's. I know David's 
Well, okay, so that, both of those come out in. swinging. Yeah, I mean, those come out swinging. I know it's kind of honestly. Like a, I think that should be a category. Is just first fifteen seconds of the record. Right. I mean, you let's think add about it in. Particularly in two thousand seven, time and place. A lot of people buy the CD at that point still, or get the oh, they're listening full album to on it iTunes. even on a little listening station, or, or they're listening to the second the, clip. Yes. <laughs> and back then it wasn't That's sophisticated all. enough to put it to the most. Popular it wasn't part. just the chorus; it was just the was first just thirty seconds, zero yes, through thirty. Always, I know. So this mattered. This mattered in two thousand seven. <laughs> Anyways, both honestly are fantastic. Fantastic. That's that's a tough one. Uh, I I guess I'll put it this way. I'll, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna throw the starting line a bone because bonus, bonus point in the bonus category. No, in this we're gonna count this first 15 seconds as the category. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I think that against me has started songs much cooler than New Wave. That's a really good solid. It's. It's just like kind of a straight ahead beat, and I like the bell. Yeah, the bell. It, but it's like a, and it's a cool riff and stuff. Um, but I think that that opening for the starting line is like sort of shocking how interesting it is. And so they're getting Especially kind of them. like most improved points in yeah. that sense. And so given their genre context, it's more impressive. So I will uh, give them, I'm giving them my first my vote. Pebble hit the target, baby. David, David's little, little skinny rock okay dan was so like i thought you had that's what about you Kristen? Pebbles. first 15 seconds what did you think starting line okay another vote they're they're getting closer Uh-oh. okay and then now what about in terms of final product so just thinking about the album as a whole what we've heard here i mean i from my vibes only standpoint the starting line Wow. Okay. Obviously, David, you're saying that too, right? Oh, Pennsylvania. You brought it in. (laughs) Okay. Here's the tally. Against me, 10. Starting line, 10. (laughs) I know. I was like doing the math. We need a tiebreaker. You know what? I think in that case, probably our final decisions on final product, that could be the tiebreaker. That's like your your win-loss record within your conference. So starting line wins it. Wait, what? Oh my gosh! Hey, I'll play by the rules. I'll play by the rules. David, your first challenge is successful. Maybe by a technicality. By a technicality? (laughs) That's how Philly wins everything. No, no, I'm just just kidding. I'm just kidding. We won it fair and square against those Tampa Bay Rays back in 09. I'll tell you that. Oh my god. Oh wait, sorry. We lost the Yankees in 09. Uh, I was there. That hurt. Anyways, uh, the Hoagies beat the, uh, I don't know what you eat in Florida. Punks, the cigarettes. (laughs) <laughs> the cubanos yeah i feel oh, I a cubano now emotional i also didn't know where this was gonna go like that's i think how perfect of a record both of those are respectively yeah i spent a lot i mean at that time and place like those cds were just basically switching spots in the cd player for me but over time i continue to go back to the well of direction and find many places to reflect Every song on there kind of just has a through line of that introspection and like they know when to slow it down. I did this on the plane. I listened to the whole thing and like literally wrote out verse one, chorus, pre-chorus, like where the parts of the structure. Wow. Because I was like, I think there's a formula here. Almost every song, I think it's like nine out of 11 or 12 have a bridge that is amazing. And I feel like that feels unique, but like- That is unique, yeah. 
just goes to they know how to layer things. They know how to just like you think you're bored of, you know, oh, that little chorus bit. And then they add one guitar in. Like there's just so many details that go into it. And it feels like that band operating on all cylinders. But then I could say the same thing for Against Me. And it's really, for me, I think the emotional connection that the hours logged, you know, there's plenty of nerdier people than us who know why we hold on to all the music we listen to when we were that age. But I'm holding tight. I'm old enough to remember in the primaries of 2020 when it looked like Biden was doing poorly and maybe Buttigieg or even Klobuchar had a chance to to get this nomination. And then the church ladies of South Carolina spoke and said, <laughs> no, Joe's our man. And after that point, he pretty much cruised to the nomination. And that's what happened for you, David, in the starting line when Kristen walked in the studio. Lady? You're the church ladies from <laughs> South Carolina. Hey. Direction. Hey, it it beat it won it won it beat Trump. Although I don't want to say against me is Trump. I can't say <laughs> that. Those are yeah, literally uh, against me is the hashtag resistance. But man, what a fun! I really liked the format. I wonder if we could get it down to like 90 minutes, maybe. Maybe if we keep it one on one. But this was fun on fun, if you ask me. Oh, no. It was good to have Yay. you, Kristen. Thanks I, for joining thank us. Thank you. If you want to hear more from Kristen and I, we did the Justin Vernon slash Bonavere series a few months ago. So you can listen to that. Also, a lot of emotions. That was, that is, that by the way, by the feels. way, most popular episodes yeah? on the show. Kristen does a dance. Spinning. A twirl. Yes, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. That was so fun to record, and I still need to get my bone of air tattoo. But okay. I'll meet you in Eau Claire. David, Kristen, so much. For, thank you so much for being here. This was really, really fun. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. This was a lovely opportunity, as this podcast is for many of us guests, to just go all in on mm -hmm. a very niche passion area with so many memories and hours clocked listening to some really good music honestly the prep work is uh 80 as fun as actually recording the like this yeah. was a very fun episode to record sometimes the prep work was more fun than recording <laughs> usually the recording has an edge yeah because you get to listen to it and i'm with my yeah. friends and all that but yeah. the prep work is really fun and a big part of the sort of hobby aspect of it okay pretty good vibrations out